You're ready for a comeback. And with Purdue Global, you can do more than take classes. You can take charge of your story, of your career, of your life. Earn a degree you can be proud of and get an education employer's respect. It's time, your time, not just to go back to school, but to come back and move forward with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback at purdueglobal.edu. And we're back on Dealing Together, where we help good people who fell for bad deals. First caller? I had to buy three identical sweaters to get the fourth free. Ooh, you got fleeced. Next caller, what's your deal? I paid for 20 tanning sessions, but had to use them in a month. Now I'm orange. Ooh, you got burned. Next caller. I traded in my old Samsung at AT&T for a new Samsung Galaxy S24+. Plus. Hmm, how's that bad? I got to choose from their best plans. So what went wrong? Oh, nothing went wrong. And you're calling to... To request a song? You want a song. Of course. The choice is yours. Our best smartphone deals. Your choice of plan. Learn how to get the new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus with Galaxy AI on us with eligible trade-in. AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Offers vary by device. Subject to change. S24 Plus 256 gigabyte offer available for a limited time. Terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash Samsung for details. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Welcome to One Fan to Interview the Band, a production of iHeartRadio. We're Old Dominion. We just released a new album, and while on tour in the U.S., we decided to ask one fan to come hang backstage and ask us questions. You're in for an inside look into our new album, Life on the Road, Journey as a Band, and much more. Welcome to the crew. This week, we're in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Hey, I'm Brad from Old Dominion, and in today's episode, we will be talking about how being songwriters before being a band has influenced our career. A few of the songs that I've written, which some fans might not know, are The Guy Walks Into a Bar for Tyler Farr, Light It Up for Luke Bryan, Save It for Rainy Day, Kenny Chesney. And songwriting for me has influenced my career by, I mean, God, how hasn't it? You know, it's moving to Nashville and uh, really deciding to focus on songwriting really changed my entire life and the whole trajectory of it. Met these four guys because of that, and uh, if we can keep putting out good stuff and uh, that people connect with and, and try to become part of people's lives, and that's that's what songwriting does.
I'm Stephanie, and I won the contest one fan to interview the band. All right. You're ready. Okay. Hello. Hi. Hi. I'm good. How are you guys doing? Good. Yes. Good. I just want to start out and say congratulations, guys, on winning the uh, vocal group of the year last night. Thank, Thank you very you. much. So Thank that you. is amazing. Thank so, you. Uh, how did you discover your songwriting ability? Um, like, and it's kind of a threefold question. So, how old were you? What was your first song that you wrote? Oh, discovering your songwriting ability. Ability. I mean, I remember when I first started playing the guitar. Uh, and I was also playing soccer. I, we went to Europe, and I, I took my guitar with me, and I, I would have these, like, three different little riffs I played, and, like, my buddies would be like, play, play like, number one, the number <laughs> one, and then play the second one, you know? So, like, I feel like those are the first three things I ever, like, made up, you yeah. know? I mean, and then from there, you just, you know, you get a girlfriend, and you try to write her a song. And then, <laughs> okay, uh, okay. Uh, you know, you just hear other songs that you like, and, you know, you just think, how they do how, that? How did I do that? How yeah. can I do that? You know, so you just try to do it, and you know, maybe you sound like this or that at first, and you, you know, you're kind of building your repertoire and your influences, and then, yeah, you know, I think same thing with me was, you know, I knew I, I wanted to play guitar. I had a guitar, and I wanted to play it, but I didn't know how to play anything else, so I just made something up. So it was like the first thing, you know, inst instinctually for me to do was to create a song that I could play. So it was all like learning to play the guitar and learning how to write at the same time. Yeah, mine was um, <laughs> kind of funny because um, I used to, uh, when I was younger, I played hockey and I, I had a buddy and I had like, you know, I learned piano and uh, I had a guitar, but I didn't know how to play it. So I tuned all the strings to one chord and I would just kind of hold and bar it, you know, and hold it down to make a chord. But my buddy and I... Uh, would goof off and we would make up songs like joke songs about our teammates just to kind of rip on them and make everybody laugh oh how funny and uh i remember like we had a couple and i kind of felt like these are kind of good you know like i liked them and uh but uh, you know i just figured that was crazy but i remember like the first time one of my teammates was like you know i know you guys are joking but i actually really like this song man <laughs> and like that was the first time i was like you know, had any confidence or, you know, I think I actually could make up songs. Okay, cool. Yeah. So about how old were you guys, would you say? I mean, that, I, for me, I was, uh, I'm going to say probably 14. 14? Yeah. I was 13, I think, when I first started, yeah. Yeah, okay. maybe, uh, yeah, around there, 15. Okay. But I, I actually do remember being really young. Long, like long before that and being in a car I mean I just remember it vividly I was probably like maybe five or six I remember hearing a song in the in the car and uh really got, like starting to think about like how does somebody do that how do they how do you make up a song that had never been made up before you oh, know wow. and, and I really got obsessed with it and really tried to think and like Try, you know, I tried to make up some stuff even at that age but it, that's that was like the moment that like really like I got fascinated by it and has like really honestly brought me to this point. Yeah, that's really neat that you have like a specific moment that you remember at that young of an age. So can you describe like how a song comes together for you? Like from the time that you think of a song, you know, have that very first thought to the time you get it down on paper. You know, it's sort of at this point in our 
careers, we've worked on it for quite a while now. So now it's sort of like, you know, it starts with the idea usually, you know, but, you know, to be honest, all songs happen in their own way. But most of the time what happens is we're always kind of open to what may be a good song. So it might be something you say or our friends say or we say or we see on TV or we read in a book or something that sparks an idea and we write that idea down. And then, you know, say we're going to sit down and write a song Then we'll start going through our phones, looking at all our notes. And we've all written down tons and tons of ideas and we'll just start kind of tossing out like, well, I had an idea for a song that was maybe this. So it's like, you know, one day I was like, ah, oh, you know, like the other day I dropped my hotel key and I picked it up and I was like, oh, oh, the hotel key is a cool title. I wonder what that could be about. And then we start talking about what could you possibly write a song about a hotel key? And then you start thinking, well, maybe it's actually about a girl that keeps a hotel key as, as a memory. And then, you know, Trevor's like, actually my wife, you know, she does keep hotel keys as memories. And then, so then you have some sort of reality based in, in it. And then you create something from there. You just kind of start spitballing back and forth and people are playing things on the guitar or, you know, a few hours later you got a song. Okay. Okay. Very cool. Um, okay. So you don't necessarily um, write them in like a, a linear fashion. You just like, sometimes. sometimes you write multiple songs at a time or... Well, no, I mean, usually not, but I mean... It can happen yeah. sometimes where in the middle of writing one song, somebody says a line or you just play something and, and you might break off. Veer and off. It, Yeah, you might veer off and write that song. You might go, that's pretty cool. Let's record that and maybe then that can be a, a start of a song that you come back to later. That does happen. And that's sort of what happened with a song called My Heart is a Bar that's on the okay. uh, album is we were starting to write one song and uh, one of the lines in the song was My Heart is a Bar. And then we realized that that was actually a better idea and actually the whole song should center around that. And so we switched gears and we wrote a completely different song. That's really cool. So what have been some of the biggest influences and inspirations when you are songwriting? You know, I think for all of us, one would be just moving to Nashville. And when you, when you get there and you see these songwriters that are on the top of the, you know, they're, they're on their game and they're having all this success and they're writing, you go out and you see then perform their songs and you're like, how in the world did they write something so incredible? It's, it's very inspiring. So that definitely will kick you into gear and make you want to be better. So I would say that's probably holds true for all of us at some point, you know, even before that there's other musicians or, you know, like I'm a huge Bruce Springsteen fan. So I, you know, was influenced by him and, or, or family members that play music or, you know, but we all have our own individual um, like in early influences, but I would say in the realm that we're in right now, moving to Nashville was probably one of the biggest for us all. Farm to store in days, not weeks. That's 80 Acres Farms. Did you know most salads travel over 2,000 miles to reach your plate? But not 80 Acres Farms. Their crisp salad greens and herbs are food less traveled. They stay fresher for longer in your fridge. My salad lasts all week long, which means less food waste and easy meal planning. Oh, and did I mention there's zero need to wash these greens? Because 80 Acres Farms uses zero pesticides. Visit 80acresfarms.com to learn more 
and find their salads and salad kits at your local Harris Teeter. Ready to bring some spring vibes indoors? Bare Premium Plus Paint is here to make it happen. And it's starting at only $28.98 a gallon at the Home Depot. Picture your kitchen coming to life by adding a pop of blue with the bare exclusive color Arrowhead Lake. And let's not forget your living room. Picture it drenched in the lush, verdant tones of Amazon jungle, breathing new life into your space with every glance. Head into your bathroom and let the cool breeze of sea glass wash away all your stress. And when the morning sun peeks through your bedroom window, feel the warmth and comfort of a spring sunrise with shades like coral cloud and dark crimson. Whatever your inspiration, start your spring with a durable finish that resists dirt and grime to last all season. And let your creativity bloom with Bare Premium Plus paint, starting at just $28.98 a gallon at The Home Depot. How doers get more done. Are you self-conscious about your smile due to stains? Have you ever wished that you had a whiter and brighter smile? Smile Actives is a safe and affordable alternative to expensive whitening procedures. You simply add Smile Actives gel to your toothpaste every time you brush your teeth, making it the easiest teeth whitening solution out there. In a clinical trial, Smile Actives users reported up to five shades whiter on average, all within seven days. No change to your routine, no extra time. Right now, they are running a buy one, get one offer. Hurry to smileactives.com iHeart today to receive this special offer with free shipping and handling. That you ain't talking to me you guys ever get writer's block and if you do like what do you guys do to overcome that yeah i mean i think i think i definitely do or i just sometimes just feel uninspired you know like tough to kind of come up with an idea but i think a lot of times you know it comes and goes but also that's what's so great about writing with your co-writers is that you know sometimes i won't have an idea but matt will you know and then that's to me the hardest thing about writing a song is finding what to write about. Once you find a great idea, it's like it's not that hard to write the song. It's harder to come up with the idea, at least for me. So yeah, sometimes sometimes you do for sure, or I do. It would be harder if, like you said, if you were doing it by yourself all the time. Yeah, you would definitely hit. Oh yeah, real writer's block. Yeah, because like, I mean, even like you know, like I remember like reading about like Miles Davis. He's like you know, he was a genius trumpet player. He's like, but he'd always surround himself with like the new cool guys because it's like he's only one dude one guy only has so much to offer the world you know what i mean right, right. Eventually and, you, and you you just will doubt yourself <laughs> right you know so it's like if, if i was sitting here writing a song by myself and i would have a line or whatever and i'd be like eh, that, God, that sucks yeah, yeah but actually you know if i was writing with these guys they might go actually dude that's pretty cool and it just takes them to go like it doesn't suck man it's pretty cool and then you go okay well then it, it just pushes you forward so so you don't stop yourself they keep you going okay so then do you guys write most of your songs together then as a group yeah in some form yeah yeah the song the old dominion songs mm-hmm. that end up on the album yeah i mean in some form sometimes it's all five of us sometimes it's one of us and a couple other friends or two of us and some other friends or three you know different combinations but it's always some different combination of some of us yeah okay I know you've written for other artists. So what does 
that look like? Do you write those songs as a group? Do you individually write those? How do they find you? Do you have them in mind? Yeah, usually not. O- almost never. We we don't write with anybody in mind. We okay. just um, we're always we're always writing, and we're always just trying to write a great song that day. We're not necessarily trying to write an old Dominion song or you know Kenny Chesney song or Blake Shelton song. It's just we're just trying to find, like Brad said, find that great idea. And then write a great song that we like. And then, you know, after we do that, then we kind of figure out if, you know, does it maybe sound like us? Uh, or, we, you know, we pitch most of them. A lot of the songs that ended up being Old Dominion songs had also were pitched to other artists and, you know, never cut. So, yeah, we don't really do, the process is not any different. You know, we're just, we're just trying to write a great song and then it'll land where it's going to land. Or sometimes it won't ever land anywhere because it's not good. <laughs> sometimes it's great and it still never lands anywhere. Okay. Yeah. 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 The old too good song. <laughs> <laughs> then has there ever been a song that um, was picked up by another artist that after they did it, you went back and thought, oh, I wish we would have done that song instead? Um, never like, there's never like, oh, I wish we would have done that, like a regret kind of thing. But, um, you know, there are some songs that we used to play quite a bit in our set, like, uh, Say You Do for Dirks Bentley or Wake Up Loving You for Craig Morgan were two that we played quite a bit. And we still can play those songs. And, and actually like early on before we broke and, you know, we're old Dominion necessarily, it really helped us because we would play a lot of shows where nobody knew who we were. And usually in that situation, you got to play cover songs and keep people interested. But we were able to play these songs that we wrote for other people that they recognized. And we were able to say that, you know, hey, we wrote these songs. So it was a pretty cool way for us to introduce ourselves to fans that didn't know us yet. Yeah, that is really cool. Okay, so how has your songwriting abilities improved over the years? I know you, you mentioned that Nashville was a big inspiration, but just your abilities as a songwriter. Um, you know, we, we've gotten faster i mean it's easier now to recognize when something is not good or when it's good we've just gotten gotten a better eye for that so you don't waste as much time writing a song that's probably not that great you know so i think yeah, that's you one just kind of learn more little tricks you know how to before you're like okay it's gotta be a verse and then it goes into the pre-chorus yeah. and then it goes into the chorus and it's like do the still bridge has to here. do that kind of sometimes but there's little ways to to tweak each the form and you know just little tricks you learn that help yeah you, you get develop a better eye for like it's kind of like painting a painting and then every once in a while you got to step back and look at it you know and then go okay what what's going on and then dive back in and it's the same with songwriting you get a better eye for stepping back and listening and going okay yeah we're writing a song but if I was driving down the road and this came on and I didn't know or didn't care about it, would it stop me and grab my attention? Is it that good? You know, so it's developing that ability. Uh, to recognize whether it's, you know, because especially in Nashville, anybody can write an average song or even a decent song, but the playing field we're at is, it has to be better than that. You know, you, you can't just write a good song. You have to constantly be going, is this, could this be a favorite song? You know, at least that's the bar we try to set ourselves. So I think we've gotten a little bit better at recognizing that in the moment. Okay, so how has being a performer affected your songwriting, good or bad? You know, doing all these all the shows and yeah, I mean I think it's 
it's only helped, you know. I mean, when I first moved to Nashville and I saw, uh, like, I'd go to the Bluebird Cafe and you'd see these hit songwriters that you'd never heard of before perform a song that you definitely knew that you maybe didn't like, but you'd see the writer perform it and you'd be like, oh, man, that completely changed that song for me. Like, you would completely now have this new appreciation for the song because the writer is performing it. So I think that, I think for us anyway, I think we perform our songs better than anyone else could. Right. Because we wrote them. That may not be true for some people. Some writers, you know, don't have any aspirations of performing, but we obviously did. So I think for some reason, we are able to communicate what we're trying to say better than someone else can communicate it. So I think, you know, it helps our live show. It helps us connect with our audience and their reaction helps us know what they want to hear and helps us maybe write the next song for them. So we've talked about um, some of the other country artists that have um, performed your songs. Um, has any other genre artists from other genre done your music? Have you written songs for them? No. Uh, I mean, there, there's a band Lit that record. It's like they were a rock band, but I think they recorded a song when they were trying to be country. Oh. <laughs> uh, so I don't know. I mean, just this year, I've started to write a lot more with um, some people in other genres, not other artists, but uh, with a handful of pop LA writers and writers from London and New York and stuff. So, you know, maybe that will happen. Okay. Um, but um, you just never know. It's kind of like starting over again, you know. Yeah. So maybe at some point we'll we'll write something for pop well, artists or not. Yeah, I can see that because your your music is um, it's more than just country. It it yeah. has those other you know overtones of the other genres. Sure, those other genres have influenced us just as much as country music has. So we just kind of lucked out and landed in country music and are having success there. Um, but we listen to everything. So, um, you know, I think we would all love to branch out a little bit too. That'd be great. Um, so what are some tips that you would have for an aspiring songwriter? <sighs> the biggest tip I think is just to keep writing, just to not stop and just write and write and write and write and you know we always kind of say you know it's easy to it's easy to chase what you think people want to hear and fall into that temptation um, but you try you got to try to resist that and try to you know stay true to what you think is a great song and what's moving you is probably going to move someone else so if you're going to chase after what you hear on the radio uh, you're behind the ball, you know. You're definitely writing what was written years ago, because it takes that long for it to get to the system to on the radio. So there's there's a whole crop of guys and girls out there that are writing something fresh and new that's going to come out later. So you just got to be that person and try to write your own personal story, and then hope hope <laughs> that that is what you know works. Yeah, and also just. Which is what we did when we started to find success. Write something that you can't wait to listen to when you, you know, when you get in your car. You know, if if you're not super excited about it and you don't love it, somebody else isn't going to. So it's just write what you love. Somebody else will love it if you love it. Okay, that's really good advice. Yeah. Did you have anything else to add? Oh, we show up on time. <laughs> that's important. <laughs> Never stop for lunch. <laughs> and uh, always have fun. Yes. This has been great. Awesome. Okay. Thank you to iHeartRadio and The Twister for giving me this opportunity. Now, like a wheel in my mind. 
Thanks for joining us on this stop of the tour. One Fan Interview the Band is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. We'll see you at the next show. Hey, hey, it's Malcolm Gladwell, host of Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Your elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive entirely its own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Did you know that most salads travel over 2,000 miles to reach your plate, but not with 80 Acres Farms? Their crisp salad greens and herbs are food less traveled, going from farm to store in days, not weeks. They stay fresher for longer in your fridge. My salad lasts all week long, which means less food waste and easy meal planning. Oh, and did I mention there's no need to wash these greens? Because 80 Acres Farms uses zero pesticides. Visit 80acresfarms.com to learn more and find their salads and salad kits at your local Harris Teeter. Are you self-conscious about your smile due to stains? Have you ever wished that you had a whiter and brighter smile? Smile Actives is a safe and affordable alternative to expensive whitening procedures. You simply add Smile Actives gel to your toothpaste every time you brush your teeth, making it the easiest teeth whitening solution out there. In a clinical trial, Smile Actives users reported up to five shades whiter on average, all within seven days. No change to your routine, no extra time. Right now, they are running a buy one, get one offer. Hurry to smileactives.com iHeart today to receive this special offer with free shipping and handling.